What's up, everybody? This is Jay Short, aka Head Honcho, and I am back with episode three of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about my Bears. Um, it pains me. I'm going to be talking about this, but I'm going to be talking about my Bears and their week three performance against the Browns. And um, I'm going to be talking about my early predictions for the NBA season. So um, let's get right to it. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with my Bears. Um, that what a week, huh? I mean, it's it's it seems like a constant cycle now. You know, it seems like everyone knows what the problem is in the Bears organization. However, the problem is not getting resolved. I don't know how long it's going to take for that problem to get resolved. But hopefully it's soon, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a bad week. Our offensive line was, you know, having its problems, of course. And our rookie quarterback, you know, he can only do so much with the things that he is given. Um. I'm, I'm trying to find words because it's just so it kind of makes me angry because even the fans know you can tell that the fans are honestly getting tired of the same behavior in the same constant cycle of of coaches not knowing what they're doing specifically our head coach Matt Nagy um, he's just it seemed like it seems like he's just oblivious of every fact that's you know in front of his eyes you know it's so crazy because this was a guy that you know he was spoken highly of when he first got hired and you know we all expected big things from him but as the years went on obviously you know the team's performance went downhill and um i just believe that the offensive struggles are carrying over, you know, to the defensive side of the ball because defensively we can only hold up for so long. You know, in that game, we were doing an okay job defensively in the first half. And our offense just couldn't get it going, you know, and I just wanted to see, you know, some productiveness from our offense. And Matt Nagy, he's our play caller and it's just it's not pretty. What, what he calls and you know it seems like he doesn't take into account the way the game is going at the time he calls plays and um and that's a red flag you know because our defense our defense i believe we have a, a great defense i believe our defense is capable of you know being a playoff defense a tough playoff defense you know and it saddens me to think about how this defense we're wasting our defense you know it's rare that teams have such great defenses you know we have Khalil Mack we have some guys on the back end you know and I feel as if we were just you know slowing our our growth you know because our offense is just lackluster and it's apparent that excuse me it's apparent that um Nagy Matt Nagy is just I just believe that he's not 
he either either he doesn't want to put the team in the better position, and obviously that that that's maybe a you know maybe not a smart thing to say because what head coach wants you know their their team to be bad you know, but it just seems that way because you're you're literally you're literally watching the game unfold. And you see your rookie quarterback struggling play after play after play. He has to get the ball out so fast. And sometimes when there are no options, you saw what happened. Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks. Jadavian Clowney, two sacks. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough, especially playing that kind of team. The Cleveland Browns are a playoff team, maybe a championship contender. And, you know, with him just not reacting the way he should have reacted when when that transpired it was just crazy to see and I would just want to see you know Nick Foles start this week because I feel as if that game that Justin Fields had that was not his fault I honestly and truly believe that because the head coach is supposed to set their rookie quarterback up to succeed in the game and Matt Nagy did a terrible job of that you know, it was apparent on the on the on the sideline with Justin Fields. Um, he was, you know, distraught. You know, you could see it on his face. He was, you know, kind of putting his head down. But at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me. At the same time, you know, he was just, you know, wanted to keep the game going. Wanted to, you know, put his best foot forward every possession. And you can't ask any more of him, you know, because. It's just when the offense is such like such a burden like that, it's it's hard to watch. And, you know, you can only hope that your quarterback is just, you know, has still had it has his head in the game and stuff like that. And the offensive line, you know, we have we have our struggles offensively. And I anticipated our offensive line to be worse at the start of this year. However, we haven't been that bad. But this game, it was bad. You know, we we really didn't have an answer for that pass rush and it was just it was just sad to watch and like I said defensively I learned this in high school you know um, one of my high school teams you know we, we had we didn't have a really good offense but our defense was one of the best defenses in the conference so we were you know out on the field for most of the game you know and we can only hold up so much, you know, we can only do so much when the offense is going three and out almost every possession. It's tough for the defense to continue to stop the opposing team. And you saw that at, in, in, during the um, game against the Browns. I was, you know, surprised that you know they put up 26 points. The score was 26 to six in the Browns favor. Um, and I was surprised that they put up that amount of points because I honestly thought it was going to be more as the game went on because be just because of our offense you know our defense like I said they were holding up as best as they could but it came to a point where you know it was only a matter of time for the Browns to you know get their offense clicking and stuff like that and you know it was a big game for them because um, OBJ was back Odell Beckham Jr. and you know the crowd was into it you know he had a couple catches for about 90 yards, 80 yards, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just hard to watch. And 
those 26 points were a result of, you know, our defense holding up as best as they could. You know, they couldn't do much more. And for our defense to allow only 26 points with the offense that we have, that says a lot, you know, because the Browns are a great offensive team. They didn't have Jarvis Landry this week, but um, they're still a great offensive team. You know, they have a solid offensive line. You know, they um, brought one of the best offensive line coaches in, you know, to repair that line to protect Baker Mayfield. And um, yeah, it was just it was just shocking to me to see that they only put up 26 points. But um, yeah, I just want to see from I just want to see this week from the Bears that um, I just want to see them. You know, just compete. You know, keep your head up. Obviously, you're in the NFL. You can pay millions of dollars to play this game that you love. So I just want you to know, I just want them to come out and do what they're told. You know, it's just as simple as that. Do do what you're told and go out there and try to make plays for each other. Make plays for your team. Make plays, you know, to get the crowd into it and stuff like that. We have Detroit this week. You know, they're 0-3, but Detroit is a very tough team. I honestly love the way Detroit is playing right now even though they're 0-3 because they took on the identity of their head coach and like I said they play hard every week you know you can tell on the field they play extremely hard they leave it all out there if the you know the I mean their record shows otherwise but you know you can never ask any more of a team when they play hard every play and every game you can't ask any more of them because they may not have the talent however they're just, you know, they play hard and that's all you can ask. And that's really what it comes down to this game. You know, if we don't come out and play hard, like I said, the Detroit Lions do, we're going to we're going to lose because that's what their head, co- head coach preaches, you know. And, you know, if we if we if our offense have have struggles like they did last last week, it's going to get ugly. And um, like I said, our defense is going to hold up. I have confidence in those guys that they're going to hold up. You know, the Brown, I mean, excuse me, the Lions might may not have a lot of talent. However, if you, you know, have the defense on the field for a long time, like I said, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's going to be, it's going to be like, you know, crazy to see that the defense might just end up allowing a lot of points because they're on the field for so long. And I'm not saying, you know, the Detroit Lions are going to put up, you know, 30 points against us, but they're going to have touchdowns as a result of our defense being on the field for so long. And like I said, I want to see Nick Foles start this week. You know, it's going to the um, Matt Nagy said it's going to be a game time deci- game time decision on who the starting quarterback was going to be. But um, I hope it's Nick Foles because I just don't want to see our rookie quarterback get put in that position again and have him get hit that many times get sacked that many times because you know you can't you can't just put you, you can't just throw a rookie quarterback out there and expect him to you know figure it out he's seeing all this for the first time he's he's seeing miles garrett Javian Clowney, you know those guys on the edge for the first time you know and he's behind this offensive line that really has no chemistry that really isn't that good so we just have to like i said come out play hard you know, and I hope Nick Foles start this week because it's it's if Justin Fields is on the field again, I believe it's going to get ugly again. And I hope that's that's not the case. But uh, moving on from my Bears, let's talk about my early, early NBA predictions. 
um, all the all the NBA teams had their media days um, earlier this week. And, you know, seeing those guys, you know, happy, you know, stuff like that in their uniforms and, you know, building chemistry with their with their team. You know, some guys have new teams, you know, Kyle Lowry is on the Miami Heat now, Russell Westbrook and um, Carmelo Anthony and more guys are on the Lakers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the way my Bulls are looking. My Chicago Bulls, I'm liking the way they're looking, you know, with Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. I'm liking the way those guys are looking. Um, Patrick Williams, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that he turns into what I think he's going to turn into. I think he's going to be a Kawhi Leonard kind of guy. You know, that guy who's, you know, going to guard their, the opposing team's best player. And he's going to put up decent offensive numbers, you know, and I, I can't wait to see what he becomes. But, um, you know, I want to talk about Brooklyn first. Um, Brooklyn, they're they're going to be tough. If they're healthy, they're going to be very hard to beat. Um, luckily, one of my favorite teams, the Milwaukee Bucks, they won the championship championship last year as a result of, you know, the Brooklyn Nets being injured. And, you know, winning a championship is all about hard work, execution, and you have to have a little luck. I've, I've heard multiple head coaches say this in certain interviews. Um, you have to have a little luck to win an NBA championship. And I honestly believe that, you know, Milwaukee had a little bit of luck be, um, because of the Brooklyn Nets injuries. Kyrie went down with an ankle injury, James Harden's hamstring, stuff like that. You know, KD was out there, you know, trying to will his team to a victory, and he almost did, you know. A half an inch behind that line, you know, it's it's a different outcome for the rest of the season. The Bucks might not be the champions. And um, I believe that Brooklyn is going to obviously, you know, maybe be in the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe the finals if they're healthy. You know, if they're not healthy, then we're going to maybe see a team like Milwaukee, a team like Philadelphia, a team like Miami, you know, be, be in that discussion, be in that, you know, in that area if Brooklyn is not healthy but if they're healthy firing on all cylinders and every every guy on that team is locked in then I honestly believe that they will go to the finals I believe Milwaukee is not the favorite this year just because of that fact um Milwaukee is a great team don't get me wrong they're a great team they're a great organization Giannis is leading the charge um however Brooklyn just has too many weapons you know you have Kai Kyrie Irving um Kevin Durant, James Harden, you know, they, they're just they're just so good at what they do, you know. And all three of those guys are pure hoopers. Pure hoopers, you know, it's it's pure hoopers, it's like it's tough to talk about pure hoopers because it's the difference between a pure hooper and a regular basketball player. And I say this all the time. Um Kyrie is just a pure hooper. I believe he's a smaller version of Kobe Bryant. Um just because of his footwork, you know, his attention to detail. Um, you know, he has an arsenal, you know, a, a complete offensive arsenal. He can do it all, three-level scorer. The same as um, Katie and James Harden. You know, James Harden has taken on that point guard role in Brooklyn. You know, Kyrie is more so of a scoring guard now because of James Harden. James Harden still puts up points. However, you know, he's a more of a uh, facilitator, you know, assist guy, stuff like that. And, you know, Kevin Durant is going to take them home every every night. Um, if there needs to be a buck in the last 10 seconds of the game, you know, the ball is going to be in KD's hands. Um, so, like I said, if they're healthy and they're firing on all cylinders, I honestly believe that the Brooklyn Nets will be in the finals this year. 
Um, I don't believe that I don't believe that a team can just match their offensive their offensive game. And getting to Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee, um, Coach Bud, you know, he he learned in the finals that, you know, the ball didn't have to be in Giannis's hands all the time. You know, Giannis played off of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and, and other guys because you can't have the ball, you know, in Giannis's hands when when the game gets down down to the wire. Just because of the simple fact that the court shrinks in the playoffs. Everyone knows that. Um, you know, in the regular season, you know, it's open, you know, it's free, everyone's running, you know, getting getting out on the break in transition. However, in the playoffs is different, you know, space is tightened, the court shrinks, so you have less room to do what you want to do. In Giannis's case, he's a downhill guy, you know, he'll start at the top of the key, go straight at you, make a move, Euro step, spin move, and dunk on you. And in the playoffs, you can't do that because you know you have four or five guys that are in the in the paint, you know, keying on that, you know, and you know, I I believe that teams know that now. I I, I believe that Giannis learned how to play off of other guys. However, I I believe that Milwaukee just can't match Brooklyn's offensive game. You know, Brooklyn is a team that that's going to put up. You know, in the regular season, they may put up. 120 maybe 115 120 on a a regular basis you know and obviously they're going to be some nights where you know they put up 95 100 points but most of the games are going to be putting up 115 120 so I believe that they're just too too much offensively for any of the teams in the east and I'll get to the west in a minute because I know some of you listeners are going to be going to be like what about that team in LA but I'll get to them in a minute um Philadelphia, I believe they just don't have enough. You know, Joel Embiid, you know, second MVP voting last year. Um, he's just unstoppable. Point blank. You know, he's he's a load down there. You can't really do anything with him. You know, I just feel like they just don't have enough as a unit to compete with a team like Brooklyn. Um, Miami. Um, I believe, you know, they disappointed, you know, their fans this past season because they got swept by Milwaukee in the first round. Um, but I believe they're going to be back. They're going to be back to, you know, the Miami that we saw in the bubble in the finals against um, Los Angeles, the Lakers. So I believe they're going to be back. You know, Kyle Lowry is there. He's going to be facilitating, getting Jimmy the ball, you know, getting guys in the right spots, stuff like that. So I believe they're going to be back to, you know, typical Miami form. Now let's get to those Lakers. Um, the Lakers, I believe that they're the only team in the NBA that can really match what Brooklyn brings offensively. Um, Brooklyn is just, like I said, they have three guys, three of the best players in the world. L.A., the Lakers, they just, they're just, you know, built as if their whole purpose was to challenge Brooklyn. You know, you have Russ. He's going to be, you know, the typical Russell Westbrook. You know, obviously he's going to be taking less shots, but Russell Westbrook, you know, he's going to get out on the break. He's going to expect everybody to run with him. You know, LeBron is going to be typical LeBron. You know, he's going to be facilitating as usual. Anthony Davis, I believe he needs to be the best player on the floor at all times, regardless of who's on the floor. Because when you have a guy like that in his prime like that, you know, he's still young and he's maybe, you know, he's top five in the NBA right now. And and I believe he needs to be the best player on the floor at all times. You know, you need to play through him because having a young guy like that, that's unstoppable. And I believe that, you know, I've heard multiple people say this in the NBA. 
he's I most people said this he's they said that you know he's he doesn't realize how good he is you know he doesn't realize how much you know he can change a game and I believe that as well you know I believe that he doesn't you know realize that no one on the court can guard him at any point of the game and once he realizes that I believe the league is in trouble because you know a guy like that so dynamic offensively you know and defensively as well you know he's long and you know offensively you know he can do a lot of things and you know you have Carmelo Anthony now you know he's a maybe he's going to be a spot up shooter you know he's going to be you know playing off those guys as he should be like in Portland he played off Dame and CJ and stuff like that so it's going to be fun to watch and I can't wait to see who's going to you know going to be in the finals hopefully everyone is healthy I would love to see that see that everyone is healthy um, I believe it's going to be Brooklyn and Brooklyn and maybe Los Angeles Lakers in the finals um, and those two teams are just going to be you know the front runners for the championship and you know all the other teams are going to fall in line you know Portland and uh, as far as the West Portland the Clippers Denver you know those teams Utah and the Phoenix Phoenix isn't I feel as if Phoenix isn't the favorite this year even though they just came off a Western Conference championship just because of the Lakers you know the Lakers just have so much firepower now I don't think Phoenix Phoenix matches that and in the East Milwaukee isn't the favorite either I, I believe Brooklyn is the favorite clearly you know Philly it's gonna Philly's gonna have their runs you know Miami's gonna have their runs stuff like that you know Atlanta Atlanta's a tough team Atlanta is you know gonna be scary in the future but right now as of right now I believe Brooklyn has it and Milwaukee is the close, close, um, close second in the East. And um, I can't wait to see it. Like I said, I hope everyone's healthy. And, you know, once once the season gets going, I believe my Bulls are going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, I feel as if Zach Levine's going to take that next step. I feel like Lonzo Ball is going to, you know, facilitate that offense well. And Vucevic, you know, he's going to be a load down there. You know, he's one of the best bigs in the game right now. And I hope I hope Billy Donovan can get those guys on the same page as far as everyone playing together, team chemistry, you know, who's taking what shot, what shots are good shots, what shots are bad shots for certain players. I, I hope he's, you know, gets all the guys on the same page. And um, hopefully, like I said, they challenge in the, in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out for anyone. So um, that being said... This is a wrap for episode three of the Head Honcho Sports Sports Podcast. It's Jalen Short, a.k.a. Head Honcho. I will see you guys next week.